Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello and welcome to Dogs with Jobs. I'm Kate Fairweather. We're finding that we're getting so many dogs to profile these days, all of them really very interesting and showing something different about aspects of their working life. Uh, So this is a follow-up piece. Um, At the beginning of the month, uh, we met Iggy, Asher and Florin, who are three pet dogs, but also working as biodetection dogs for the wonderful Dr Claire Guest, who was the subject of the interview um, at the beginning of of this month. However, I'm introducing you to Plum, who is another biodetection dog, and we're actually going to hear her working in the episode today. So this is Hearing Plum, who is a beautiful black Labrador retriever, uh, working as an E. coli detection dog. She's obviously doing it for the purposes of demonstration for us, but this is exactly what she does in her working life. And we talk about the extent of it and how much she works and everything around it in this interview, which I hope you enjoy. So where are we going now? We're going, going into going the bio. This is the biodetection building. So this is where our dogs are trained on um, human samples, anonymous samples on a range of diseases from Parkinson's to malaria, from COVID-19 to E. coli, which I think is what you're going to see in action today. Amazing. Let's go. This, this feels very clinical and clean. Doesn't it? And cold, yes, actually. Yes, and cold. Which is great because we don't want any panty dogs that are... Uh, so there's all sorts of weird and wonderful equipment, as you can see, all used for, for different sort of parts of the training. These metal SAMs are what you're going to see the dogs working on today. On the, each, on the end of each one of those will be a sample. One of them will be positive, and we'll ask them to sniff each one in turn okay. and identify clearly when they find the one they, they want. So I'm Sophie Aziz, I'm Head of Research for Medical Detection Dogs, and I run the Biodetection Department. So this is the science side of it? Yes, so this side of the charity organises all of our clinical trials. So this is where we use dogs to find the generalised odour of specific diseases. So that's things like COVID-19, Parkinson's, malaria, cancers. Uh, And the dogs that we're going to see working today are finding E. coli with the hope that we can go on to get dogs to find E. coli urinary tract infections. So UTI infections affect a huge proportion of patient groups, a huge demographic spanning from young women through to neurologically degenerative conditions like Alzheimer's and dementia. And why are they particularly important They're worth all this research effort? So they're particularly important because UTIs can worsen in symptoms of neurological de- degenerative conditions. So almost as a catalyst for... Exactly. So U- UTIs can end up not being diagnosed early enough and then cause either secondary infectious infections or even something like blood infections. Or so it's almost conditions. nipping it in the bud by... Identifying Absolutely. It's, this, project is, this project is all about early, early diagnosis, finding it early, catching early, treating it early, and ensuring that actually it's not getting to the stage of uh, secondary infection or worsening symptoms. God, it's the strangest combination of dog treats and medical. Yes. So our, <laughs> our equipment is quite varied and we have to account for everything. So as you said, we've got dog treats, we've got dog training aids out, um, there'll be dog coats in the cupboards, but the cupboards are also full of uh, the equipment that we need to do this. So more of the metal work, the stands and the arms, glassware, which is all cleaned uh, to clinical grade. Um, and in one of the cupboards as well, we've got more boxes of dog treats because you can never have enough. And essentially, a lot of what we're looking here, they're almost like plates that I'm assuming you're going to mount on these 
couple of feet high stands. Yes. So that Plum can hopefully correctly identify, I'm sure she will, um, whichever Absolutely. stand has the smell. So the glasses, the, the small glass jars are uncapped, placed in the clips on the back uh, of the okay. arms, and then these are mounted onto the stands and, and search in turn. So what we're looking at here, these are all prepared samples, um, so they are real urines donated mostly by staff members, okay. uh, which are infection-free, and then they're spiked with cultured E. coli. Okay. Uh, and we these are then spiked at different dilutions, and what we're getting the dogs to do basically is to work down to a clinical level of infection. So, so starts easy, gets harder, gets harder and smaller and, yeah. and smaller. Until we're working down to the point at which a UTI would be diagnosed in a patient. Okay. So we're going to get some samples laid out. Okay. Plum's looking very happy and expectant here. <laughs> very waggy tail. Very waggy tail. So when you say that you started with five on the assumption that four will work out, is that a kind of is that a kind of best guess? You would always do that. Well, we've got four dogs that we're very confident are going to go forward and do really well on this. One of them we're actually trying just to see as to how well he does as well. If they're all successful, they will all go through. Right. But we generally try to make sure that we've got uh, more dogs than we probably need for testing. Of course. And that's to make sure for for all manner of things there might be changes to the dogs going through. It might be that some of them aren't happy with the odour. We try to make sure that the dog has the right fit, so the right behavioural profile, the right uh, approach and personality for each project. Uh, and that's what phases like this are, are for, and that's why we have trainers like Mark. So Mark is our biodetection training coordinator, and he's responsible for the training of both the dogs and the other biodetection trainers we have in the department. Uh, and okay. So talk me through it, Mark. Yeah, it's a pretty simple and quick process. Um, I say position-wise, the dog will interrogate four positions in probably about five or six seconds. Um, if she does come across E. coli, she has got quite an exuberant indication where she'll nudge and push push on the stand. Um, and do you train all five dogs together for the same thing, or are you training Plum on her own? Uh, each session, one dog in the room at a time, but okay. all dogs, we try to keep at the same training level, so they'll all move down the scope of dilutions. Hopefully so they're essentially the in parallel? They're in parallel. Obviously, we have got a couple of dogs on this project that started a lot later, so they are earlier in their training and work in higher dilutions than where, we're, where Plum is at the moment. Okay. And Sophie's just mounted the specimens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Mark's now walking Plum past. She's having a little sniff at each one. Interesting three. Okay. Going again. First one, second one, third one. Three. So was that a pretty standard indication? Uh, that's, a pretty, that's actually quite a gentle indication from her. The more confident she gets, the more she nudges. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so do you notice when the dilution goes down, 
that the indication gets a little bit. It more... can do until she learns that's the range she's working in, and her confidence will come back up. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And how many hours a day would she be working? What does a working day or working shift perhaps look like? Uh, obviously, she's in all day with us today. Her time in the training room may vary depending on the session we set up, how we want to challenge the dog, and how successful she is within that session. Uh, on average, she could get two sessions ranging for about twenty minutes. Okay. But if she flies through the challenges, it may only be six, seven, eight minute session. But... And do you notice her? tiredness levels that kind of thing you know um towards an end of session it's more mental tiredness than physical tiredness really because it's very stimulating isn't it yeah we are, we are essentially working at a very high level compared yeah. to most dogs exactly yeah it's a lot of problem solving from the dog yeah well she's fabulous thank you so much for showing well, I hope you enjoyed that. It was the sort of thing that uh, medical detection dogs do demonstrations of if you've ever seen them at a show. They were at Crofts earlier in the year doing that. But the reality of what they're doing is interesting to watch, which, of course, you couldn't do listening to that experience. But while I was watching it, you can see every single sign that it's incredibly interesting for Plum. Uh, she's very expectant you heard the clicker going with the reward for correctly marking the correct stand and so seeing it in reality is it's really simple it's really straightforward and the whole flavor of the, the setup and the way everybody is at medical detection dogs it doesn't feel like a working environment is what I'm trying to say. Uh, they're all doing something that is clearly stimulating. They're doing it in a way that's accommodating the dog's own preference. So in the previous episode, we heard about how Iggy the Dachshund um, works with pots on the ground because that's what Dachshunds like. And so there's this lovely feeling of working life being shaped in a very modern way, actually, <laughs> to suit the workers. So um, I thought that was lovely. Looking forward to next month when we're going to bring you medical alert assistance dogs as the third in this series from the charity medical detection dogs we've been looking at one half of their work which is the biodetection side we're going to come and have a little look next month at the medical alert assistance side so until then have a great month and please keep the introductions coming if you're enjoying the podcast please leave us a rating and a review we love that and it all helps and as always if you have someone that you know who works his or her dogs or dog um, always get in touch i'm always thrilled to hear from you it's team at shineradio.uk until next time thanks for joining me dogs with jobs presented by kate fairweather and produced with john wellsman was the rival to the VHS video format? Which author predicted the Apollo moon landing? Who became the youngest winner of the Wimbledon men's singles title? Petersfield's Shine Radio with Ian Crossman. I have quiz questions on all sorts of topics for you to test your general knowledge and see if you can score the magical five out of five. The Brighter Minds Quiz is proudly supported by Church's College. Every Saturday and Sunday night from nine. Petersfield's Shine Radio. Radio.